everyone. I'm Randy Cherney, the host of Snack Break from Source. Every Monday through Thursday, we take 20 minutes to cover hot topics in commercial architecture and design, including new product releases, designer stories, industry leaders, and the impact of design. If you're tuning in live, know that you are automatically on mute, but you can use the chat feature to ask questions. You can also find a video recording on demand at tothesource.com, or you can subscribe to our podcast on Apple or Spotify by searching Source Snack Break. Um, today is Wednesday, September 9th, and we are talking to an amazing local maker. Um, this is Carrie Merkel with Merkel Studio. Hey, how are you? I'm good. How are you? We're doing good. Um, so can you tell, before we get into it, can you tell us a little bit about your background and how you came to found your studio? Yeah, um, I studied architecture um, and in the, at the University of Colorado about 20 years ago. And um, after working in architecture for a couple of years, I wanted to learn how things were made. And then I started um, working at a design build firm that focused a lot on like furniture and interior fixtures. And um, I had intentions to go back to architecture, but I just kind of kept going down the path of, um, of design and fabrication. And then I had a, a stint as a backpack, an outdoor backpack designer. Wow. So that gave me sort of an, a really great education in soft goods design and textiles and leather. And then um, I went back to focus purely more on like furniture and interior fixtures. And, and um, yeah, and then when I worked at the design build firm, that's kind of where I learned um, how, to, how to do fabrication and working with wood and metal. Nice. That is like a wonderful path that brought you here. You get to do like a little bit of everything. Yeah, it's a, it's kind of, it's a, it's been, um, it's, it wasn't a straight path, um, but it's been, it's, it's kept me on my feet and it's kept me learning. It kept me learning. Now I've, I've owned Merkled for about 10 years and that, that's kind of been a different path, but um, yeah, it, it was, it's been, it's been fun. And I love that you have that background in architecture because after hearing your background of like all the things you've done, I can see it in your pieces. Like I can see that history translating into what you create. So I think that's really cool hearing that, hearing that background and like seeing how you put all those pieces together and how that's created sort of a product today. Um, so let's chat about your hooks and your shooks and your shelves. Can yeah. you tell us a little bit about what, what these all are? Yeah. Um, so on the, on the last page was more um, kind of the furniture and uh, product line of Merkle Studio. And then in the hooks, shooks, and shelves um, kind of originated in 2009. Uh, I had designed a coat rack that is out of water jet cut aluminum. And there were a lot of off cuts. Um, I wanted to design something for the to utilize the off cuts because nice. um, it made it made sense for a few different reasons. It also made financial sense because I was buying the material anyway. And in 2011, the hooks were kind of the first line out of that, and it just kind of grew from there. Um, 
And then a couple years ago, about three or three or four years ago, um, I extended it to um, the hooks and the shooks line and also some entry shelves. And that's sort of been kind of um, a really positive extension of all of that. And it's all, everything is water jet cut aluminum. Um, it's all powder coated. I've been working with the same water jet company um, that's out in St. John's for, I don't know, maybe a long time, maybe 12 plus years. Um, and I also work the bending happens in house and then it gets powder coated out of house. And I've been working with the powder coaters for a long time as well. Um, so I really value all the local vendor relationships that, um, that I've set up over the years. And because everything is done in Portland and um, we do have a big uh, stock of all the in-stock items, but um, it's really, uh, not hard to do custom colors or custom sizes. Um, yeah. Sweet. And before we get really into it or while we get really into it is, um, how did you pick to work with aluminum and how did you decide to like powder coat it? Like what was the deciding factor there? Is that the main material you work with? Um, what is your furniture made out of? Like what is your, your go-to material when you're feeling creative? That's like, that's a great question, man. Um, <laughs> I, um, Actually, for the other line um, that Merkle Studio has um, with the net wrap stools and the, and the other furniture, that is mostly out of full grilled metal. Okay. Um, but it is also powder coated. Um, I started getting more into powder coating because it's durable and also um, just a love of color. Just yeah. really love color. Um, but one thing also about the aluminum is that it's it's very light and it's very 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 strong um the thickness that we use the quality that we use and it's water jet cut so um the powder coating kind of penetrates that like sandblast edge um so the best thing about using aluminum for this product other than like the lightness is that it can be used in um, bathrooms. It gets used a lot for gyms and pools. Um, so there's absolutely no rusting and no chipping. So that um, is sort of why I've stuck with it. Yeah. It's really great. It's really great for the shelves are like very light considering how big that they are. Yeah. Um, and when you do the water um, jet, is that something you do in-house or do you work with someone to do the water jet? Like, what is that process? Do you have to design something? Do you draw it out? Do you make a, like a little floor plan essentially? Like, what, how does that process work? Um, well, that's actually where I think my architecture background comes in place. So when I'm doing the prototypes in-house are often cut like on a bandsaw and very like very, very like rough and then they get bent and changed. And, um, but when it comes to kind of finalizing, I will um, draw everything up in CAD and then I send a DXF file to my water jet cutter. That's and awesome. Then, um, I'll sort of I'll map it out to see how much we can get out of a sheet. Um, everything's cut out of a sheet that's about four to six feet wide. By um, by twelve feet long, so they're pretty large sheets, and yeah, and then it's pretty, 
it's pretty easy with the water jet company that we work with in St. John's has been really wonderful. I wish I had a water jet in house, but what's really great about them is they have a dual head cutter because they do really, really large things. Um, so it, it can go very fast. So it's, it's pretty cost costly in comparison. Got so, it. Um, there is brass and stainless in the line as well, and those those actually get uh, laser cut. Okay, it's cleaner for polishing. Yeah, um, that's super cool. I love that you're the technical background of being in CAD. It's like you're making countertop layouts, but they're just more intricate. So that's super cool. Um, so let's talk about um, how designers can use these. They can do custom colors. Um, are there any places that they shouldn't go or can designers work with you to do a custom like shelf layout or a custom size or something like that? Like what is, what is your process like when you work with designers? Um, well, a few different ways. Uh, we love working with the trade. Um, we also sell like ones and twos to, um, just residential clients. But um, so we work with the trade in a few different ways. A lot of times they'll just order like what's in stock. And sometimes it can be like ones and twos and it can be, um, you know, much, much larger that we've like worked with like up to 500 and it's just um, not, not a problem. And, um, and as far as custom colors go, we can do that. There's, uh, there's uh, sometimes an extra charge, but if it's a large enough quantity, there's not an extra charge. Got it. Um, custom sizes are not a problem um, because we can get those cut and bent and powder coated in the same process. Um, and what else? Uh, well, one thing that has come up in the last couple of years the last year really is a lot of requests for ada depth shelves so now okay. um, just that's now like more of a of a stock item that there's no upcharge for that anymore um and we just rolled that out just a couple weeks ago um yeah so they, meets, those meet the depth requirements that yeah. when it comes to ada above a certain height you can't have anything protruding. I want to say like more than four inches. Yeah. Um, yeah. cause people will run into them. Um, yeah. So, you, so designers can start to use this really in a commercial space, commercial hallways, commercial, um, you know, multifamily, it seems like super applicable. Yeah, absolutely. And they can expect a lot, um, for, for schools, um, for universities, for hospitals. Um, the hooks, they come in two sizes. They, they come in two, in stock sizes, but we actually have done custom sizes um, for um, certain projects, and that's never a problem. And we 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 actually love it when people do ask us if we can do a custom size. Um, but the stock is large and small, and so they they've been used for gyms, um, hospitals, education. Um, offices a lot of offices that things are changing now with co-working spaces but they were used a lot in co-working spaces um yeah. any any application well they They're, add fun like pop yeah it's a great way to add a little fun and a little pop to, yeah. to your space i find we have them in our office 
in our library and we love them. We have them in bright red, of course, and they're just super, super fun. Um, when Do you choose the colors for your sort of stock items? And what is your sort of process on picking the colors that you use? Because you do pick some seriously great colors. They're super trend, like on trend, but I feel like they're a little bit, you know, forward thinking. So like, what is your process on picking colors? Cause I love them. <laughs> uh, thank you. Um well, I can say without a doubt that white and gray, white <laughs> is the most popular color. Um, we, just introduced, we just introduced a fine textured matte black because mm -hmm. people kept asking for black um, and now it just seems like that that shouldn't be a custom color anymore. Um, for the actual colors, you know, sometimes like the mint green, I thought was going to be maybe a year or two, but it seems to people still keep wanting to order it and it seems to be holding on. Um, some other colors like the burnt orange, I, I didn't think we'd still be doing burnt orange. Um, people really love the red. Yeah. Um, as much as I try to phase it out, it, it just keeps getting in the mix. Um, and then there's been some colors that we, you know, we, we uh, do look at the RAL colors of the year and once in a while we'll like be ahead or behind or like I would say um, violet was a trendy color. It, it hasn't been the most popular color. So it's, it's interesting what, what seems to have sticking power. But the white and the gray have had enormous <laughs> sticking power, and um, and surprisingly the mint. So we'll we'll see. Um, I love that. Yeah, I, I I want to add more colors, but um, uh, I guess the the matte fine textured was the color for this this time around well we are finding that matte finishes are super popular in other areas countertops laminates i feel um casework i feel like people are super into matte right now and so that yeah. makes total sense that people are really into a matte black because we've been seeing that um, from our designers have been asking for a lot of matte finishes so that's super cool and probably means that it's pretty a little better with the fingerprints because black would show those fingerprints so the matte sort of helps with that yeah yeah Sweet. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's exciting. I'm excited about it. Yeah. Then you can do matte in all your colors and then people can mix and match their matte and polished. Yeah, totally. And you do recommend that people can easily mix and match these products together. Um, and they are intended to look good sort of in a, either all the same or as a little mishmash. Is that kind of how you design them? Yeah, that's awesome. I always like keep that to a um, with the new colors too, like how how will it go with the other palette in case people want to mix and match or or which colors go best together? Um, I love when when somebody takes a big risk and orders like a bunch of different colored hooks, especially for um, education um, or even like more of an office that. You know, that's kind of where the color pop is, even if the walls are white. So it's yeah. fun when 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 clients do that. Yeah. And so the other question here that you see you get from designers a lot is, um, does this work in the outdoors? And it sounds like, yes, aluminum is a perfect, perfectly fine choice for putting things outside, especially if it's been powder coated. Yep. Yep. Not a problem at all. Yeah. And then they've been used in gyms and pools, um, indoor and outdoor. 
Also, um, this summer has been an inter interesting summer I, for, for lots of reasons, but um, more people are building saunas in oh, their okay. homes. So yeah, there's been like a kind of a weird surge in kind of residential clients ordering ones and twos for their saunas or, or you know, the indoor showers and, and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah, so moisture, no problem, go for it. Yep. Um, I also wanted to chat with you a little bit about um, sort of your design process with um, your furniture line. How do you like how do you approach designing your furniture pieces? What do you decide to add to your line? Like what does that process look like um, for you as an as an artist, as a maker and as a business person? Well, um, sometimes the process is strategic. If I see that something is working well or i'm getting a lot of requests for something um like the shelves and the shooks that was really like something that kept getting requested and we started doing more and more so that that design process was kind of just how to design something that would work and be versatile and um be functional um so that was a very like business driven decision some of the other stuff um like the the net wrap stools and the net stools that is kind of more like a curiosity like a like a passion like i want to make this happen can this happen is this functional is this durable is this something that people would be interested in and sometimes um i'm totally wrong and sometimes I, 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 things have legs and then they keep going and that's really encouraging. Sweet. Um, yeah, the, the design process starts with a lot of sketching, a lot of prototyping in-house because um, we have a manufacturing facility and then um, figuring out if it's best to do it in-house or if I need to work with some local vendors to utilize their kind of machinery um, and stuff like that. Yeah, I love this idea of things not taking off when you think they really will. And yeah. so what do you do as a business owner or as a creative when you put something out there that you think is really hot and then it isn't? Like how, and then you see what is really interest, like people are really interested in. Do you take like pieces of the idea that you really love that wasn't so popular and integrate it into other things? Or like, do you sort of try and mix and match your ideas a little bit? Yeah, I like getting information. Um, in the past, I've gone to participate in national trade shows, and I like getting the information from the designers and gathering their thoughts. Like, because we're not shy. Designers are not shy. Yeah, no, not at all. I love hearing like the side conversations. Um, and you know, sometimes you just have to scratch an itch. And because I can fabricate and I can do the prototyping in house, it's easy to scratch itches and and maybe they just become furniture in your house or, um, you know, or almost everything leads me to something else though. Um, yeah. So it's, it's, it's fun. It's interesting. I, I don't have a perfect system for it, but, um, it's a creative process. I was always, um, the net wraps chairs and, um, stools, were an example of some idea and then that I want, want like a curiosity I needed to scratch an itch I had to scratch and it was like 
been met pleasantly um, by uh, designers and commercial clients. So that that was fun to be able to expand that line some more. Um, yeah. That's great. Um, well, designers, if you would like to reach out to Carrie and learn more about these products, you can do so on our website. Um, for those of you who are on the podcast, you can check the episode description for the same link and get immediate satisfaction and start ordering some hooks and shooks and shelves. I love that phrase, the shooks. Those are so cute. Um, and designers also, if you'd like to sign up for another snack break, you can smash that register now button. Tomorrow we're talking with another local maker um, about wood cladding, which will be exciting. And we have a whole line of snack breaks for next week. So I hope we'll see you all again soon. In the meantime, Carrie, this was amazing. I'm so excited to hear about your, your design process and how you work and how you work with local artisans. I think that's it's really great to hear about. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. Well, hopefully we'll see you soon. Okay. Bye. Right. See ya.